0: Welcome to another VReal USA podcast. This is Alan. I have um, Joseph with me back home now.
1: Yep, happy to be back home in my safety of my home.
0: Yep, and uh, I'm sitting out here in in uh, Central California on a rather warm day, but it's it's cooling down. You know, it's probably still like 85 degrees though, and it's like you know 6:30 at oh. night, so it's uh, it's. So it's pretty thing. good
1: weather actually.
0: Pretty Yeah, a little warm. A little warm, but not but yeah. not um the, Go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, I was gonna say the fun of living in Florida is that we already have a tropical depression coming at us in the next five days. So,
0: you do so like, it's always
1: fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Well here we have fires to prepare for, you know, so Yeah. What, yeah. It, to, it, you know, to each
1: their own for sure. To each true. their
0: own. So, speaking of disasters, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's so bad. too
1: soon that was too soon
0: now <laughs> yeah so so you watched the uh Levante match, as did I um and I don't know i mean we could uh, we could spend an hour talking about it, but I guess the main thing I would point out is that quite apart from all the um the bizarre calls that went against us the first 40 minutes or 35 minutes was like I mean that was pretty Im- impressive but oh, you,
1: wow that's some of the best football I think I've seen us play in in a while I mean we're passing with ambition winning the ball back in the midfield at every single turn I mean it was honestly amazing to watch it just that little part of me already knew I was like can this last the entire game though
0: yeah, and can it last the entire game, and how many chances can you miss? Um, and, you know, a couple of them were put wide, a couple of them – one of them, the goalkeeper, made a really good save, but, I, but a couple of others, he happened to be in the right place, and the ball hit him. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's basically – he knew nothing about it. I knew. I saw a couple of those. He knew, he knew nothing about it.
0: Gerard's little flick could have gone anywhere. But. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. think for, I think first and foremost, I don't know if you saw the article that I saw. I mean, I was just looking it up, and I found it really interesting that that's, this is actually the same referee that refed the Real Madrid game
0: for oh, us last year. Last year. And
1: I, Yeah, and I didn't know that we had already complained about him like that. Actually, 2017, I think, not last yes, year. Yeah, okay, yeah. 20, okay, yeah. yeah. you right, 2017. So I found it so interesting considering, like you said, I mean, the first penalty, I mean, kind of a bit harsh. Yes, he did kick up to try to try to clear the ball, I mean. You know, Toku is not a defender, so it's you know
0: it's yeah. tough to really put so much it blame on him like that. see, it was clumsy. I mean, I think that I think the thing, and you know, I, I wrote an article for the website about this that that bothers me is that I feel that when you when you have a referee on the pitch who's making the decisions, there's a bit of give and take that the players understand. It's really hard. When uh, when the, nobody on the field protested at that at that challenge, you know, Barty didn't say anything. Um, there were and it felt like the referee on the pitch didn't really say anything either. Okay, fair enough, maybe he didn't see it. I don't know, but it was a little odd to me that that was called I mean I, I mean was it a penalty by the letter of the law yeah maybe yes
1: I mean I you know I was gonna say this, when I first like when I first looked at it I was like, it is harsh but the more I look at it I'm like it is just a very clumsy decision on his part I mean something that like I said he's just trying to clear the ball out of his half and he didn't he didn't even see him oncoming. So you could see his head wasn't even turned at the time he made the kick so it's just kind of one of those things I mean was it harsh yes I mean was it a penalty by the rule yes just one of those yeah. unlucky things. I think that the next one as well, you know, it's just, it's well, all very harsh,
0: but. Yeah, I, yeah and I think the, um, the point that was made, too, was it's just, it's like, you know, you're trying to, this technology is supposed to be improving things, and well, it wasn't yeah, I, our match, I mean, there were several matches over the weekend, and going back to the Champions League last year, there were just. Call, it's like if you're going to implement the technology yeah. and it's 100% correct and change what has always been a subjective call to an objective, oh, it, it hit his little finger, it's a penalty, Yeah, that, not and, doing anybody a favor. Exactly, um,
1: and, the, and the other one I would say that I find really interesting because I've seen it uh, put out by multiple people is the, the offside one and the frames per second and how you're looking at it in that exact moment and how there is actually a quite a large room of a margin for error for all sides.
0: Yeah. And it's true that in theory, you know, yes, having a, having the technology should be better than just relying on, on the the eye of the linesman. But if you're going to make a, a 100% certain decision based on technology that has a pretty large error bar when, when somebody's, you know, is, is, uh, running at speed. It, it's, it's difficult. And I think the, the problem I see is that, we, and this is, you know, going back to our match, is that I felt we, it wasn't, the, the first call came from upstairs. The second call, the, the, um, the penalty called against Andres, he was fouled first. It wasn't much of a foul, but he was fouled first. Yeah. but. But that didn't get called. And what did get called, okay, the referee on the pitch called it. But then it's the guy upstairs who makes the decision to say, oh, well, you have to take the re-kick. And there's no way, looking at, at all the multiple angles and everything, which you could definitely say that Andres yes. was on the line. And, and, it, and I think and that's
1: it, the moment I have the problem with it is because that, you know, I have no problem with them calling the penalty, even if it is a bit harsh, because by the rule of the law, you know, I'd be screaming for the same thing on another team if it sure, happened exactly. for us. But exactly. I think, I think you, you go way too deep into it when you're starting to VAR review goalies coming off their line. Um, yeah. It's a little bit too early. I think that's, that's the point where I'm like, this is getting a little bit ridiculous.
0: Well, and it's like Andres Palop said, um, who was, I guess, being interviewed, one of our former goalkeepers many years ago, um, said that, you know, if you're going to interpret the law that way, then there is no way for a goalkeeper to stop a perfectly placed ball into a corner. I mean, yeah. even if you guess right, you cannot push off in time mm-hmm. to do it. And There's just,
1: yeah, no goalkeeper in the world that if it is perfectly no. placed, unless you're seven feet tall, I mean, and your hand can get there, but that's impo- it's just impossible.
0: Yeah, and Fernandez said, you know, I don't think whoever is, has come up with this rule has ever played in goal, and I think that was the <laughs> thing that got it. I think the thing, okay, having said all that, I mean, the thing that was a little – not surprising, I suppose, was that, that we certainly lost our focus or whatever after that. Um, but we we did bring on Javier Ontiveros late oh, on. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was oh. impressed with him. I mean, Oh, couple-
1: I, I was about to say that too. I was, I mean, from the moment he came on, he was just an absolute spark. I mean, he had one shot. The, I think it was the first shot he took, where he just cut in his right and just released it and had it dipped. I mean. Perfect. I mean, it would have been an absolute goal of the week for sure. I mean, exactly. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I thought I thought he he was very good on his debut. I don't know for the life of me. I mean, I hate to say this because I've I've been a fan of the guy ever since we were in the Segunda and he and he joined the team. But, you know, bringing on Manu Trigueros late for the last couple of minutes didn't make any sense. I I really don't. I'm not sure if he's still having some physical issues or what, but I, I just don't see a much of a role for him on this team. Yeah, I mean, like
1: I said, I, I, for that one, I wasn't wasn't too thrilled with it. I mean, I think the um, it all comes down to who else was on the bench at that time that you could have gone with. I think I saw Nguisa was also on the bench, but like I said, I probably wouldn't have chosen him either, so I'm not even upset about that. I think – uh. Okay, for the other people that are on the bench were Funes Modi, obviously. He bought on Baca. Uh, it was just Quint- Quintilla, um, An- yeah, Anguisa yeah. and Asenho on the bench. So, I mean, if you look at who we already bought on his okay. options, we're basically between, yeah, we're basically between Anguisa, Quintilla, and of course, Tuguettos. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, it's, it's interesting that it feels to me as though we don't have, apart from, Funes Mori. On the, you know, we we have a third center back, but we don't. We 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 put out an attacking side, and most of the subs that we could make were attacking as well. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think the it was a strange game. Um, as we said, you could play it a hundred times over, and you've never got that result. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, beside even after that ten minute period where we were just, I don't know what we were doing. At all. I mean, we seemed to, we absolutely lost our composure completely. Uh, but even after that 10 minute period, it's not even like they dominated us. You know, we had, we still had some chances. Um, even till the very end, I mean, I think Gerard, uh, Gerard had a chance at the end to flick it on and, you know, just just completely put it over us. I mean, till the very end, it's not like we were dominated. It's just that 10 minute period in the 50th, 60th minute when, I mean, we just, I mean, it's almost like we completely forgot how to play. Yeah. How to pass out of the back, how to string together any passes into the midfield. I mean, I don't know, like you said, I think you, your article was pretty good on it because you were spot on by saying we don't have that person or that leader to get us through that hard time where they're pressing us back and they're they're really putting it towards us, especially in their home, you know, which is only going to make it harder uh, yeah. we just I don't know who's there to lead us and say, all right, here's what we do, here's how we pass through this to lead the team I mean it could be Kozola, but I, I don't know. It just seems like we're, everyone's losing their composure at that minute. Yeah. And if it's not if it's not in the 50th or 60th minute, then it comes in the 80th or 90th minute. You know, it's not. It's, yeah. it's not like you know.
0: Yeah, I, and I don't. I mean, I think to be fair to Santi, I don't think he sees himself as a. I think he maybe sees himself as a role model in terms of coming back to the game and everything, but he's not a player who has been. You know, who's who's ever been. Um, a fiery leader on the pitch kind of thing and i think yeah. um you know we we don't really have somebody like that too much i think that's the thing that um is a little difficult for us right now um yeah i think the the um apart from the result which you I say was kind of you know, yeah, sort
1: of, I mean, I mean, come on. Let's be honest about it. I mean, for the way we played, it was, it was pretty devastating. It was uh, especially dev- especially for the fact that we didn't win our first game. You know, when by all accounts we should have leading up by two goals. So I think yeah. coupled with that result, that knowledge. I mean, yeah, it's 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 absolutely devastating to lose a game like this. I mean, um, you know, I mean, what's what's it? I mean, like you in your article, you said it again best. I mean, the first half. I mean, if we can just play like that. The rest of the season, I mean, we can have a chance by, against anybody, really. Anybody at all in the league. I mean, maybe except for Atletico. But, um, yeah, you know, I th- you know, I mean, like, if we can play like that, it'd be great. It's, it, the, the other thing to, to seem is that Levante is not even a bad team. I mean, they won't be any higher than mid-table, but they're not a bad team anyway. So to play like that against them in their house, I mean, it shows us that we can play like that. That we have the ability to play like that. It just... I don't know. The second half comes on and just, it's almost like our mindsets completely turn off.
0: Yeah, because I, um, and someone pointed out today, so, okay, we have six goals given up in two matches and, yeah, three, yes. three penalties, two, um, dead ball situations, um, you know, corners, and only one goal from open play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the only thing, the only thing I'll say in regards to
1: that, which I mean, I'm a little bit happy about is that technically, Our back line did not give up any bad goals (laughs) this game. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a mistake on Toko Kambi. That's like I said, it's fine. I mean, attackers are going to do clumsy things. Every attacker will. And the second one was just a badly placed ball out of the back. I mean, again, that's, that's no center back's fault. That's not Albiol's fault. That's not Powell's fault. That's not anybody's fault. So in, in the end, I mean, I'm happy that yes, we did what we, we have done in the past, which is give up goals after we go ahead. That's our, been our problem, but. I think I think at least everybody can at least breathe a sigh of relief in knowing that um you know it wasn't like our back line screwed us again, you know
0: yeah, I guess I guess the question for that I think all of us are wondering is, okay, so what is the mentality of the team right now um and and is this you know are you able to sort of shrug off these two matches and just say, well, that was weird?' or certainly the last one and just say that was weird. You know, you look at the expected goals, even with the penalties that they were awarded, we should have won that four to two. Um, do you just put it aside and move on or do you start, you think back to last year and start having issues? And I think that's the thing that we're hoping to, that we're curious to see, because I think for obviously if we can't hold a lead against anybody that's <laughs> it's kind of hard to, to win. yes yeah, yeah exactly so, i mean the, the yeah. good
1: thing like like well it's basically fits into what we were saying i mean our our attacking so far is doing very well stringing together two goal i mean a goal away from home really but we could have had so many more and in our so, our first game on I mean, yeah i mean four goals at home is fantastic it's just you know to go up we need to learn how to finish these games and i guess it's just maybe a naive hope that we can learn to do that on the fly this season. But, uh, you know, yeah, through, the fir- yeah. through the first two games, I mean, yeah, I would say pretty much very disappointing.
0: Yeah. And I think the this match, I mean, I know people are all over the place about Kaleha and how, what sort of a coach he is and everything, but it's like, you know, you can't blame the coach for this. No, though.
1: no. No, I mean, it's, it'd be very easy to look at him and say, hey, you need to inspire your players to play better in the second half. And I mean, a part of that would be true, but at the same time, like you said, I think it's mostly the absence of somebody that is willing to hold people accountable on the field and say, hey, listen, we yeah. are starting to play extremely bad here. We need to get it together, pick up our pace, our tempo, our mood, our heads, and like I said, I, I don't think there's anybody there right now, I mean, to do that. It'd be great if Albiol, like an experienced defender type who's had success on the big stage, can come in, but he's new to the team, and to expect that from somebody is tough, but that's, I mean, honestly... I always like to see backline skippers do that.
0: Yep. So now we have on Sunday we we play Real Madrid, and I guess you saw some of the of their match against La lead. I didn't, but um, I did. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Madrid is the usual soap opera of it's. I guess mostly still going on, although I, I think now we're down to just the Neymar soap opera. I think. We're yeah. Bale yeah. and that stuff, but. Um, you know, it's this is a team that there are a lot of questions about Zidane also as a coach. Yes, yes. I think I think interestingly they it's, they
1: actually kind of mirror us in a way. in the fact that I mean, against Valdolide they gave up a late goal. They're pro they were prone to doing that a lot last season, giving up leads or losing altogether. And uh, I mean, you know, they have a, obviously a way higher profile coach than us, but at the same time, a lot of their fan base at the same time isn't quite believing <laughs> him in either.
0: So, right? Yeah. Um, it's like our neighbor's dog has gone out. Oh, it's okay.
1: Uh, I'm lucky mine, mine
0: aren't barking right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Zidane is, um, is definitely a coach that people have a lot of questions over. And Madrid is a team that is, has some issues with aging players that they haven't really replaced. Um, and, uh, And so, you know, and then, and then they're the usual (laughs) off-season questions of who's staying and who's leaving. And, uh. Yeah. I mean, my, my positives could, you know, my positives right
1: now would be to say that, okay, this is a team most likely to be out without hazard for now. That's what they say. Uh, Mm -hmm. I heard that he might come back, but I mean, even then he probably won't start. So, I mean, at least they're without him. Hamas picked up an injury over the weekend, will not be playing. Um, couple other players, I think Rodrigo for them won't be playing as well. So, I mean, it's not like they're fully up to par as far as health-wise. But at the end, they're still Real Madrid. Uh, I think the only other thing that's a a compliment to us is that, all right, we gave up a very disappointing loss last week, but we are at least going back home. I think to go to the Bernabeu and face them this week would just be absolute madness. Would be absolute madness for us right now, especially with the state that we don't know how we're going to perform. So I think at the very to go back home and play them where last year we picked up a point against them um you know, right so i think that with that it's, i'm not completely saying we won't be able to take any points out of this game at all uh, but i mean they like you said on the fly within a week to how to close out games i mean against a team of this caliber levante i mean they'll make us pay every single time
0: yeah i think the uh, real madrid does not have quite the frightening there were there were years um where you know you just knew when you played them that, that they were just going to physically beat you up you know okay. <laughs> yeah yeah Such great athletes and you knew that that um you were going to just be doing your best to to um yeah compete with them and i think the last couple of years we've seen that we have been able to compete with them and we've even been able to to beat them you know but it's it's the question of confidence of the, uh, you know I think I think the mental questions are um, where I'm where I'm wondering where we are and the other thing is I don't know if you heard but the guy who was the var referee last week is the referee for this game. Oh, I did not hear that. Yeah, and this is bizarre because there is the, um, the there I mean you know conspiracy theories abound right so there is the theory that. Since the Spanish FA assigns the referees, and the Spanish FA has been in a dispute with the league about um, TV money, and well, really, when the games are played, and and our owner Senorage is a is a friend, however that is defined, of the league president, that they seem that that the Spanish FA has it in for us. Now, I don't necessarily know that that's so. I just think it's a very odd assignment given that two years ago this was the referee that we had a lot of issues with. Um, yeah, I,
1: I, I'm not a big believer in coincidences, but the no. fact that obviously we can't prove it, I mean, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, but it it, it almost. It's, it does, it's, it's very say. coincidental at the
0: least. And I have to say, from the referee's point of view, Gil Manzano's point of view, that's probably the last assignment I would want, too. I mean, here you are. You've just had this incredibly controversial match involving this team. You've had a controversial match involving them, the same two teams, two years ago, and now you get this assignment? I mean, I I don't think that's the kind of thing where you'd say, hey, I really want this job because you – I mean – I'm hoping this means
1: that obviously he knows his history with the two teams. He knows what's being said about him, the referee. I mean, I'm sure they all do. I'm hoping this means that he will place his reviews under even more scrutiny in his own eyes, that he'll take triple, quadruple looks and really come to the right decision because he knows that if he makes a debacle out of this again – then it's going to be even higher price to pay. I'm hoping that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. That'll pay even more attention. But wishful thinking maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just find it it's an odd assignment. It's it's very Mm -hmm. um it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean typically when you have um a referee that's just had a let's just say a questionable game the week before. Um (laughs) you typically give him a week off or you give him a match that is not so high profile and certainly not a match that involves one of the two teams that you um, arbitrated the week before in VAR. So, Yeah, I, yeah I, think, I think that's especially
1: weird. I mean, it's not even the fact that he's refereeing the same game from 2017. It's just if, if we had no problems last week, I would say sure, but the same team a yeah. week later, I mean, it's just weird. It's weird, weird
0: to me. I, it's weird, and I think everybody on – Twitter, well, when I got up this morning, I mean, it was already you know later in the day in Spain, obviously, but but yeah. it, my Twitter feed was just full of basically you know um, Spanish and and Valencian versions of what the hell, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, what what is going on What's here? I mean, on here, and anybody does. anybody can say it's I mean weird, yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if, if the if if the results hadn't had gone in favor of Real Madrid, I mean, and it was happening to them. I mean, you hear the, you would hear the biggest up for the entire country over it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's, it's an odd assignment. And I think, and I don't think it's something that he would have asked for, but it's what he's got. Um, yeah. so from our, um, we talked a little bit about Madrid's injuries. And I guess we have one now, Alberto Moreno, who was, I think, one of our best players on Friday. Um, is out. Yes. For, for yes. maybe eight to 10 weeks. He apparently sprained his ankle pretty severely in, um, training. Hey, I
1: mean, uh, yeah. I, I, didn't, you, you were breaking this news to me before we came on here. And I just, I mean, I can't be more disappointed just because of the fact that when I first saw the Levante lineup and I saw he was starting, I mean, I thought it was kind of p- peculiar considering he had already, you know, been injured out through most of the preseason. I didn't know how he was going to flow with the team. He didn't have that much playing time. Obviously last year's. So it was a little like, okay. I mean, I would have rather maybe bought him on sometime later, but I understand might as well pick this game. So he started and I didn't know what to expect. And I mean, he played fantastic to me. I mean, my questions and anybody's questions about him, his defending, coming back and defending. I mean, he was winning balls in the air. He was making sure everything was cut out. He was passing out of pressure. I mean, he was building up in the attack with us. I mean, everything I could ask for, he was doing. So I I was really impressed by it. And, I, you know, I was hopeful to see this next game because, I mean, he could really entrench himself if he played well this next game after having such a great performance last game, albeit of us losing, but still, I mean, so when you broke the news to me, I was, I was extremely disappointed, but it all goes back to, I think what we were saying in an earlier podcast, a couple podcasts ago, which is, this is a guy who hasn't played a lot uh, last year, didn't really have a lot of fitness time. So I'm not really surprised that he's getting injured so much. Really not.
0: No, I, I, I just think when I first, when I first heard that he was injured, I thought that, it was um, maybe that another muscle pull or something as a result of the Levante match, but it it sounds like it was probably, you know, a, a one of the training games that they do, you know, five on five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sounds like somebody really caught his ankle and and uh pretty severe sprain with some muscle involvement. So Quintia? yeah, I mean step up
1: I mean, it's just, yeah, overall, obviously, it's just disappointing, especially after someone just plays a good game. You're like, you're excited to see more of them, but I mean, he'll, if you're saying out for the next four weeks or five weeks, I mean, he's wishing, he's missing Real Madrid, he's missing Leganes, Valladolid, and then most probably the Barcelona game.
0: Oh yeah, he'll be out like eight weeks or something anyway, they think. So it's, he'll be missing Barcelona for sure. It, it's, uh-huh. um, I mean, we do have a international break or two in there that'll, that'll help a little bit, but, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, um hard with, so with him out, we'll have Kintia on the left wing, left back, and um, of course we don't have Jome Costa anymore because we loaned him to Valencia, so I don't know what the, um what the plan might be for, will we call up a B-teamer, um, I think uh, Ratiu is maybe the left back for the B team or was this, you know, so I don't know. I mean, it seems like we need somebody to give us some depth there that we don't now have, but, you know, I'm sure we're not going to go out and pick up anybody. It's just yeah. figuring how we're going yeah, to. Yeah.
1: I mean, but. so who, who are you most excited to see then this upcoming game? I mean, I know we discussed uh, Ontiveros coming on and making, you know, a pretty yeah. sizable difference. I mean,
0: yeah, I think Ontiveros would be, would be one that, that I'll be very interested to see. But I think, um, you know, I I I really want to see Anguissa. um Yes, yes. Yeah, I, think I was
1: about to agree the same thing because I think, obviously, even though we're at home, knowing that Real Madrid will probably occupy most of the possession means we're going to have to play a little bit more defensively, of course. Thus, I mean, you need him to come on and play a good game in that center defensive mid-roll.
0: Yeah, the other thing I would point out is that both games that we've played so far, um, we've been um, Samu Chukwueze has been he's been good when he's had the ball, but he hasn't seen enough of it. Our our passing has gone more to the left than to the right, and so I think I'd be I'd be excited to see Samu if he can actually um, get more involved in the play because um, I think if you look at the passing diagrams from our First two matches, it's like we're really heavy on the left, um, yeah. And that, and it's more of a distribution of ball of the ball from from um, the center of midfield has been more in the first game, Quintia the second one Moreno, but um, mm-hmm. but also um, you know whoever was whoever we've had down that left wing side. I guess it was Moy the first game and against Levante. Moy was more in the middle but um, that's going to be I think sort of balancing that out a bit. Um Gerard kind of um, I I think um, getting getting him on you know he's scored two goals is great. Um, I think he's going to have to have a big game against Madrid. Um,
1: yeah. I was going to say actually we look forward to this game and to see our forwards produced just because I think that, um, you know, I mean, they're a little bit kind of like us. I mean, they have plentiful options in attack. They could bring on any number of three players and that are world-class talents, of course, but I think that their, def- their defense is actually, you know, where they lack, at least from what I watched since last season. I mean, yeah, their players, you know, Ramos hasn't always performed up to the same level. Varane wasn't playing a lot last season, to be honest, which is kind of why they bought in Militao to sit on the bench. Mm. Um. So they bought in Ferland Mendy, but I do believe he's still injured. I saw that he may possibly be available for this week's game, but so far I'm not counting on it. so I mean, I will be interested to see how we go against their defense. I, I have no doubt in my mind they'll probably release at least twenty to twenty five shots uh, yeah. offensively, but I think defensively, I think there is a little like you said, a, a patch of weakness, like you said they're not the same old Madrid from four or five, six years ago. I think they are they are fallible they are they do make mistakes. it is. They are susceptible; their defense to being scored on.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. And they've always been a team that, um, even when they were, you know, with Ronaldo and and, uh, and um, all and in the in their best years, when they even when they were beating you up, you still had opportunities to score on them. It was just that then their defense was tighter and they didn't allow much. Um, so I think you know it could be a, a quite a wide open game with a lot of a lot of scoring. Frankly, I mean, I think it, I could see it.
1: I could see it as well. Uh, considering, like I said, both our defenses are set up in that way. Yeah. Um. I de- I I definitely don't expect it to be in clean sheet by any means. So I will not be disappointed if they're putting up one or two goals. I just think. If that needs to happen, then we need to have a, like a Granada type game where we just, we pound down four and hope for the best and hope that we can button down the hatches and four three or something, something like that. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what's your prediction? You
1: the- um, I like, like I said, I, like so. I, I, I'm not going to kid myself here. I think that even though we're playing at home and even though they have injuries, they are obviously still favored. Um, It it all just comes down to basically mentally whether we're ready to accept who we're going to be as a team. Now that we've bought in two performances where we have given up goals late, if we do take that lead, can we keep it? And I just think quite honestly, no. I I think that against a team of this caliber, they'll make us pay more than any other team will. So for that being said, I think that even if we do take any type of lead, they'll at the very least tie it in the end. Um, My prediction would be... 2-1 Two one them or two two at that's my hopeful guess, but yeah. at the very least two
0: one. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking more sort of like three three. My my optimistic one <win> and maybe. <laughs> oh oh I, yeah, I
1: would love to put down three goals on them. I would yeah. love to. I mean, it's not you know, it's more <laughs> like I said, it's not about how many we can score because I think it. we can do it. It's about how. Yeah. Many they're gonna put up on us, and, and I just don't know if we're if we're capable of holding them to just and one I, or
0: two goals. And I think probably the, um, you know, one, two or one, three would be, would be the yeah. other option. Yeah. I just don't, I just yes. don't see that we can do yeah. a, whole, a whole lot more than that. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm always hopeful for a surprise. I don't, I don't think we'll get played off the field. I think that, you know, there is a, you know, we have seen that we can play at a very high level passing, cutting out in the middle, being very well with the ball. Um, You know, so they know that we can play that way. Our whole team knows that we can play that way. So it's just whether we can hit that level again. And if we do, can we stay at that level? So if we can hit that level for the first half again, preferably in the second half, I mean, if we play a horrible first half, that's fine with me as long as we play like we did in the first half against Levante in the second half. Because then we're capable of anything. We're capable of coming back on any scoreline. So that's what I'll be watching. It's mostly the mentality of the team.
0: I think that's going to be. I think that's what everybody's going to be watching for is the mentality of the team and, and and sort of how we, you know, to be fair to Kaleha, I think his big decisions are really who does he start and what formation does he go to, because I because mm-hmm. as I say, when I look at our bench, I think our options are 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 they're good ones in some ways. There are some very good players there, but we're also limited in terms of. We don't have a ton of def- defensive players that we can bring on and, and change our mentality from offense to defense that easily. And maybe that's maybe that's the problem um, also with, with giving up leads. As we, but I think we've got to have a way of saying, okay, so if we're not going to bring on, if we're not going to go to a more defensive look, we're going to have to ha- the players who are out there are going to have to adopt a more defensive mentality. And you know that's yes. that's um, we've got to
1: yeah. That, and that you're absolutely right, I mean, can we play defensively at a higher level than normal? Can some of our players play at a higher defensive level than they're normally used to? Because, like I said, this is a team that will make you pay any sort of way. I mean, yeah. Benzema's I've been on fire, fire lately. I mean, I've seen him. So, um, as far as formation and people, I'd like to see Ontivero start, being off what I saw last week. It's not even that Moy Gomez played a bad game at all or anything like that. I just think that in a game like this, um, where let's be honest, I mean, they're pretty much expected to at least tie us or win the game as it stands. We, we don't lose anything from seeing what Ontiveros can bring, um, against a team of this caliber. So, right. uh, so at the very least, that's what I, I would like to see. Obviously, like you said, Gerard Moreno, I'd like to see him be lethal with the ball. He's going to get, I, I know he will get one or two opportunities to put it in the back of the net. I know he will. It's just whether he can finish them.
0: Right. Right. And yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's right. Um, and I think what we saw with with uh, Ikambi, I mean, I'm not going to even worry about the penalty, but you know, Ikambi in attack is he's a he's an excellent passer, he's an excellent link-up player. He's not a great finisher. You know, he's he's gonna he's if he gets four or five opportunities, he's gonna score one, but he's got to get four or five opportunities. He's not he's not somebody who's just gonna um you know do mu- do not much for 60 minutes and then in the 70th minute pop up with his one goal wow. chance and, and and convert very exactly. much. He's He's still involved in the play. I I like the way he's that he's he links up with with Gerard. Um the other thing I think I would say off the um Levante match was we were all I think happy to see Iborra um playing a little further back and and um not being so so much caught up as a second striker the way yes
1: and and yeah I mean if that's something that Kaye Kaye was uh, experimenting with I mean I think it worked out definitely I mean I've always been an advocate for Ibora going forward if he wants to but I mean seeing now that he can play further back um and we can still be successful as an attacking team I mean uh it's good it's good to know that he can play either way I'm an advocate of either one I mean if being I'm just impressed that he knows how to use him in either way now if he wants to play further back that that's fine I mean yeah. cover the bases cover the bases more defensive that's that's cool with me as long as we're still getting a proper attack going forward, and we showed that we were so I'm happy with that
0: yeah and i think I think basically you know I think people are, are going to see and we've we've actually seen it in the first two matches is that you are going to have players who sort of go in and out of having their best games in an attack because we have so many attacking options, not everybody can have the ball at once, you know. It, the um I mean Moy was much more involved the first match coming from the left wing than he was the second match being more in the middle that's not a criticism just saying you know you could different you're always going to have different areas of the pitch where players um are seeing it seeing matchups that work to our advantage and and uh it's mostly been down the left the first two matches regardless of who played there um so yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what um what um emerges from this game yeah i i think
1: i think there's a big big opportunity here um you know if we can even get a draw but play confidently like we did against them last year and get a draw i think that it gives the players obviously some sort of you know Pick me up and say, hey, listen, yeah, we threw away a game we had, but we can play with the big boys. We can gain a point off these guys. You know, we're capable of anything still. And at the very least, like, you don't have to win the game. But if you can keep that belief going in the team, like, hey, we are capable of anything. We don't always play towards our standard that we could play towards. But if we know that we're capable of playing at a higher level, we'll always continue to try to make it there. If, you know, right. if we get blown out 3-1, 4-1, one, one, that does nothing for us because it just, it just – keeps pushing us down and saying, all right, like not only did we give away a a big game last week, but now we can't even hang with guys that we've previously shown we can. Yeah. And So what direction are we, what direction are we really going in?
0: Right. And I guess the thing I would hope is that I think my two wishes for the game, regardless of the result are number one, I hope that the referee, I hope that there aren't controversies. You know, I I think, Mm -hmm. I don't think that would help anybody at this stage. Um, so I hope that whatever happens, it's going to be a fairly clear-cut result. Um, you know, there are always plays that, that you question, of course. But I, I hope we don't have anything like what we had last week. Um, and the second thing is, as you say, I, I think if we um, come out and play well, um, even if we don't get uh, three points at the end of it, that will go a long way toward, toward making the team feel better. I mean, I have my, you know, I I live in hope. I have my uh, um, bubbly, bubbly in the in the fridge, and you know, to to break open when we. Speak yeah, with,
1: it's it's always know. possible. I think I have something around here too. I might have to break it open as well because it's not yeah, every day. Not every day, but we'll, we'll see. I, mean, I think. Yeah, I think for me, my only thing I'll say is injuries. I mean, uh, I. I just hope that no matter what happens even if we we don't gain any points off the game I would love to gain at least one but if we don't I just don't think we cannot afford any more injuries I mean now losing Moreno for up to 8 weeks we just can't afford to lose anybody else in defense
0: Yeah. At all. Yeah. Okay, that's that's good. Um okay, anything else? I think that's pretty much it. I I I watched the B team um game and we we uh did pretty well our our um um in in there but i think i want to see a couple more matches before we really start looking at who we have and who and kind of the real yeah in that team so yeah i I mean
1: right right now no matter what the results are like you said i mean there's just no reason to panic and say hey let's bring up somebody right now and see if they can gel with the first team
0: yeah you could be
1: ruining that player's development as well
0: right and we still have and Hopefully we'll we'll know soon. We still have a couple of players, I guess we're trying to move along. Santi Casares, we want to loan out somewhere, so we'll see we'll see if that gets resolved. It has to get done by next um, end of next weekend because that's when the transfer window ends.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm hoping um, you know he gets moved somewhere we can get some playing time, like on a loan or something. Uh, uh, the, you know, if he stays with us for whatever reason, I mean, like you said, you've always said. Uh, He's a somebody who you could see being a more defensive option for us, so we don't really know why he's not being utilized for whatever reason, who knows what the reason is. Um but you know, for whatever reason if he comes back to the team, I mean, I'd love to see him break through somehow, especially if we need him. Who knows what injuries push Yeah. He had to do later in the season. So it's yeah. nice to have that depth. But that's me being selfish. Obviously, I'd love for him to get playing time no matter what.
0: Yeah, no, I I'd love to as well. Um okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up then for for this evening, or late evening, or whatever you want to call it, so uh, <laughs> we'll see. We're both kind of cautiously optimistic, but realistic. I would say in terms of of the Madrid. yes. So yes, we'll- definitely.
1: I, I can see the uh, can see the potential for gaining a point off them, maybe more with the way yep. we played last week. I mean, it, it, anything is possible in the first half. The first half, the way we played in the first half, right. Um, but the second half showed you also. Even if it's just five or ten minutes, especially against a team like Madrid, I mean, you just you can be susceptible to some really, really bad results. So, hoping—I mean, I'm optimistic, but also mostly realistic.
0: Right. Fingers crossed. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll be back next week, and we'll we'll figure out how we actually did. So until (laughs) then, for Joseph, this is Alan in Virial, USA. Good night, everybody.
1: Have a great night, everybody.